We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about it. We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about it. Hello. Welcome back to Crazy for Swayze. I'm your host, Vince Troyer, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Josh Young. Josh, how are you doing? Just fine. Nothing worthy of reporting. Fuck yeah, man. That's great. Yep. Did you have a nice, nice relaxing day? Yeah, I guess so. I mostly just sat around. Hey, sometimes you need to... Sometimes that's all the American dream is, just being able to sit around for a day. Yep. Well, I got a Swayze for you. Today we're going to be watching 1114. This movie came out on October 15th, 2003, and then came out on October 11th, 2005 on DVD. Okay. I, uh, I don't know if it was released in theaters. Oh. So that's why I noted the, the DVD, mm-hmm. but... You know, uh, it's going to be 86 minutes long. It's rated R and uh, it was his 27th film. Now, this one came out after One Last Dance and before Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. OK, so he, uh, you know. He was making movies. He was. He was. Now, this is going to be directed by Greg Marks. He also did Echelon Conspiracy and Static. It was a short film that came out in 2017. And uh, I didn't really see anything else by the director that I knew. Hmm. Yeah. No name. Yeah. So, okay, uh, one in kind of blind. Neither I or Josh have seen this one. Nope. Um, but I do like the cast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing uh, Patrick Swayze build fourth as Frank, right? Frank. But he's going to be starring alongside Colin Hanks from Orange County, Rachel Lee Cook from She's All That, Ben Foster from Hostiles, Hillary Swank from Karate Kid, next Karate Kid, and Clark Gregg, hmm. the the uh, Mr. Mr. Avenger himself. Mr. Avenger. Yeah. Oh yes, uh, Mr. Mr. Avenger. Hello, my name is Clark Gregg. I'm I am here to, on behalf of Mr. Shield. Avenger. So yeah, I don't know. I've I've read that this is supposed to be a dark comedy. You know, cool. I've got a few taglines. If you'd like to hear some taglines before we jump into it, sure. All right, I've got six. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, we're starting at that one. Fake can change in a few seconds. Oh, because it's a time. It, the movie, the title of the movie is a time. Yeah. Okay. Two. For even the devil disguises himself as an angel of light. Wowee. Three. I hope Swayze's that devil. Right? Each coincidence, each detail is part of your destiny. Stupid. Four. At that time of night, many lives were lost. Okay, well, I mean, that tells us what the time is. Right. About. Okay, okay. Five. Life's a night, then you die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> night with a K. <laughs> and six. A dark comedy with killer timing. Oh, I like that one. That's a good one. Right? Yeah, killer timing. The timing on these jokes better be funny. So, are, do you think it's going to be like a... Uh, 
uh, what's it called? A Final Destination? I was thinking it would be, yeah, maybe it's like a Final Destination 9-11 situation. Oh, yeah, this was 2003. Maybe there was a 9-11 situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That time will live in infamy every day. Yeah. You look at the clock, you're like, ah, it's 11-14. Now, we found a DVD of this. Mm -hmm. I ordered this bad boy off of eBay. Um, I'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere. I couldn't find it. I bet you could find it on Amazon. No? Wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it either. Get yourself an eBay. Yeah. You know, it's worth $3 or whatever. Oh, 100%. Plus shipping. I've been having a great time on eBay. Mm -hmm, That's where I bought Assassin's Creed today. Yeah, that's going to be a good time. Mm -hmm. Well, Josh, are you ready to uh, jump into this? Yeah. I interrupted you. No, it's cool. Oh, that's how ready I am. Oh, fuck yeah. Let's watch it. Is that how you felt about it? It was a good one. Josh, how'd you feel? I don't know. I wasn't enjoying myself the whole time, but at the end, I did let out that massive cackle. <laughs> I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that uh, it was a fun kind of crash-y story where, where a bunch of different storylines weave together in ways that you don't necessarily expect. There's a few twists and turns. And uh, I think it's an all-around good time. Great performances from everybody. Yeah, good performances all around. Yeah, I really believe some of them. Yeah, Hilary Swank was doing some acting. Yeah, she was doing some great acting. With those braces. Mm-hmm. So, Josh, you took way more notes than I did. Yeah, so I could walk us through the thing if I needed to. Yeah, I think I think you should you should give us a go, man. Well, it's like a classic Rashomon, right? So we give vignettes. Uh, there's five major vignettes that make up the movie, I guess. The first one seems in- inconsequential. Uh, it's about this guy drunk driving. He's having a phone call. And then a uh, body falls on his windshield. Yeah, this guy... Uh, he seems to think that he hit the body with his car rather than it falling on him because he's so drunk. Yeah, his name's Jack. He's just driving around in this car and all... I didn't know what kind of the car that was because I didn't know it was going to be a car-based movie. Oh, yeah. There were lots of cars in this one. I, I don't know any of them. Each vignette was like um, each person had a car that sort of, you know, corresponded with them in whatever way. Mm-hmm. Well, Jack's driving around talking on the phone. He's a little drunk. Then he thinks that he hit a person as he passes underneath the bridge. And as he's freaking out about hitting this person, he then is encountered by a woman who's driving by named Norma. Yeah, he hides the body. Yeah, he's he's hidden the body at this point. So Norma calls the cops and is like, hey, you know, another person hit a deer, send somebody out kind of situation. Uh, so then he puts the body in the trunk. Like, like immediately. Yeah. Yeah, like he he was panicking and just tossed the body in the trunk, wrapped it up, you know. Even though it's clear that the body has an injury that he couldn't have possibly caused. 
Oh, yeah. Because the face is 100% caved in. Yes. He didn't yeah. cause that injury. 100%. But he dude. still thinks he hit a person with his car because he's all wasted. So he's just making really bad decisions. Yeah. So after he gets the body in the trunk, then we get to see the cop lights on behind him. And that's when we're introduced to Officer Hannigan. Clark Gregg mm-hmm. comes walking up and uh, starts asking him how he's doing and stuff like that. He respects the citizens' rights. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, uh, he notices that he's drunk. So he starts like going, like, hey, do you want to do a breathalyzer? You know? And uh, Jack is like, nah, I'd rather have a field sobriety test. So as he's doing the field sobriety test, he notices there's blood coming out of the trunk and, you know. He did okay at the field sobriety test. He was very nervous. He very nervous. And as the the thing he had to perform was the alphabet backwards trick. Yeah, yeah. Always got to do that. Usually they cut you off about halfway. Yeah. <laughs> Once you've got a pretty clear grasp on the situation. Mm, yeah. I, I, I feel you. <laughs> how do you have to do it twice? How do you think... Uh, the officer Hannigan handled that situation. I mean, I think he handled it as well as he possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, assuming that it was a deer in the back, I think he should have kept rolling with it even after he discovered the situation to mm-hmm. make the driver, Jack, feel more at ease. I mean, you know, I said he was a good cop after the scene, well, while, while the scene was still going on. Yeah. He did, a, I don't know, he did an okay job. Yeah. Uh, he zip ties instead of uh, cuffs. Yeah, because it was noted that he was a lot of handcuffs. Right? A lot of handcuffs. Because uh, then you see him putting Jack in the back of the police car, and then we get a quick pitch, a quick pitch, a quick quick pitch. We, uh, we get, get a quick a, shot of Hillary Swank and some guy in the yeah. back of the car. Sean Hosty. We get to see Buzzy and Duffy in the back of the police car. Right. Mm-hmm. And as this is happening, and uh, the officer's calling in to the station saying, hey, we there's a body in the back of this car and stuff like that, that's when Jack cuts his hand restraints and oh, yeah. starts running away. Yeah, he runs. All right. And he's doing a pretty good job. He's fucking booking it, man. But he, he got pretty, pretty out in front of the cop. And that's when he runs back in to Norma. Like, he just happens across her property because she lives in the area. And she asks him to go and search for her husband with her. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah, sort of. She kind of cons him into it because her husband's out looking for their daughter. And he has, he's has he been gone a while. Or the deer. The deer that she thinks hit the car. Perhaps, yeah. Whatever the case is, she's like, "You gotta go. You gotta help me find my husband." So they start going to look for the husband, and then all of a sudden, the police officer runs up and is like, "Hey, that guy is a suspect in murder. We had a found a body in his car, you know." Yeah. So she's going nut nutso, and yeah. she's gonna be a vigilante. Yeah. Norma's like, "You killed my daughter!" Blah blah blah. Throwing rocks at him with no justification. No justification. And uh, then it's a a cut. We go to to the three kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, three kids. They're in their Mitsubishi van Mm -hmm. uh, just rolling around town. And uh, they're drunk. They're drinking. They pick up their buddy from his house. Yeah. He seems like a bit of a square. 
Yeah, we've got Mark and Eddie, played by Tom, or excuse me, Colin Hanks and Ben Foster. Okay. And then they pick up Stark Sands, who plays Tim, right? Sure. So they are just driving around, being drunk, throwing donuts at cars and stuff like that. Yeah. Just being, being goofballs. Like bottles full of foam. Yeah, just being boys being boys, you know? Yeah, it's reckless, though. Colin Hanks is not that good at driving. No, and they're all drinking. Yeah, but, okay, they're calling them bong water, though, and they they seem to be underage, and they seem to have bought them at the store. So, I don't... They were drinking, but... Yeah. I don't understand. But at one point, Ben Foster's character exclaims he has to pee and cannot wait to be pulled, you know, to the car pulls over. So he just starts peeing out the window. And this is after we just found out that if you open up that window, it uh, has a tendency to shut very quickly. Well, I mean, if you stop the car or you, like, turn it or whatever. Well, it's just in general. they it just they, That's how those sliding windows work. Yeah. So he's peeing out the window. Colin Hanks is hitting him, being like, hey, don't pee on my car. Did we see his no. butt? No, there was no butts. Okay, no butts. No. I'll strike that. <laughs> Don't pee, don't pee on my car. Don't pee on my car. He's hitting him. He's hitting him. He's hitting him. And then all of a sudden, Colin Hanks hits a person. Yeah. And then... Annihilates her. Yeah. Just, just, just fucking wrecks her, right? And then we see this guy with no sleeves on <laughs> hold up a gun and start shooting at the minivan. Right? Bang, bang. So they drive away. So they, they're fucking beating. They're just going crazy, getting out of town. And then all of a sudden... You see that Ben Foster's wounded, but then you realize he wasn't shot. The window shut on his dick and cut his dick off. Yeah, and that's a problem. Yes. So, as they're all sitting tight, collecting themselves, Tim decides to go back to the accident location to retrieve the severed penis. Mm-hmm, yes. And hopes to reattach it to Eddie. Once he gets there, he meets Jason Siegel's Leon and Rick Gomez's Kevin. It's wild that they were named. Yes. They only had a few lines. They didn't even say their names in the movie. No. But they, they're they the EMS attendants, you know. And they are sketchy as fuck. Yeah. They mentioned that there's a penis in a cooler. Tim puts two and two together and just goes to grab the cooler. Yeah, which, you know, involves getting inside an ambulance. Yeah. That is two guys' livelihood. Yeah, and then they, as he's getting out of the ambulance with the cooler... Also, it's 1130 at night, so it's like he's the only guy walking around. Yes, he is. And as... Jason Siegel stops him, though, and, can, and confronts him, and then there is a shuffle? A mild tussle. Yeah. And the penis is then retrieved from the cooler... And then there's a chase. Mm-hmm. Because um, What's-Her-Face has reappeared from the car earlier. What'd you call her? Norma? Norma. 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 Because Norma has appeared and been like, what is going on out here? Mm-hmm. So Tim's booking it. Yeah, he gets back to the whip and they give he gives his boys penis. Yeah. What more is there to it? Yeah, and he makes the joke that, sorry, it took me so long. I was looking for something bigger. I thought that was pretty funny. My main note from this section is Colin Hanks hereditaries his boy's dick. 
And then Sway- oh, but Swayze appears right before he takes off. Yes. Right? So it's like, oh yeah, Swayze. He he's in this movie now. And then the next vignette begins, and it's the Swayze vignette. We're immediately introduced to Frank, knowing that Frank loves sandwiches and his how, dog. How do you know that about him? He's eating a sandwich through half of the movie. Yeah, and it's like. Maybe the same sandwich (laughs) from different angles, but still, he's eating that fucking sandwich, man. Dead vibes. Yeah. And so he, how does he, how does he start? He goes to take the dog out on a walk, I think. To look for that deer, right? His wife calls him. She's like, oh, there's a deer on the road. And he's like, all right, let me go look for it. So he goes to look for it. He stumbles through the cemetery. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes across Sherry's uh, keychain or her key or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, then a body. Yes. And uh, he's talking to himself uh, and decides to dispose of the body. Yes. He, he's, he makes it seem as if that Sherry was defending herself from this man. And but he seems to recognize. Yes. And then you notice that the the person's head is caved in, right? It's got like a statue head on top of it, right? Correct, yeah. A statue had fallen off of its statue. Because they were fucking at the base of a grave on a headstone. Yeah, yeah. Well, which had like little, an angel head attached or something. It's a little bit later, though. We don't know that oh, happened shit. yet, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're Quentin Tarantino in this movie. Yeah, it is kind of a four rooms, right? Yeah, it's it's all happening at the exact same time, all these tangents. So it very much is a crashed. And it's like very, uh, it's very loose with the time. Yeah, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. It it just seems to think that if the runtime matches up, that means that the time matches up. But like, that's not how editing works. You know? I guess. <laughs> like, if we're to believe that the entire sequence takes place over the course of the 20 minutes that we were watching, fine. But that's not 20 minutes in real time. It wasn't all 20 minutes, man. It I know, everyone started has at different, different times. I know, everyone has different amounts of times. But uh, Swayze left his house. Frank left his house at like 10.54. Yeah. Or something like that. He's eating his sandwich at 10.54. Yeah, but the cemetery... All right, so the cemetery is within a small walk from his house. Yeah, it must be like right in his fucking backyard, right? Yeah. So he finds this body. No and- wonder his daughter is like kind of a goth, like a like a big titty goth girl. Yeah. No wonder. Yeah. It was right by the cemetery. A hundred percent. So he then gets this body, wraps it up, throws it in the trunk of this car with a bunch of stickers all over it. Uh, it's like a Camry or a Corolla. Oh, wait. No, that's like a Subaru of some sort. Whatever the case is. It's got a bunch of stickers and there's a Lincoln Park sticker on it. And he drives it a little bit down the road and then decides to throw the, this body off of a bridge. Okay, yeah, it's 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 like a Camry or a Corolla. Yeah. <laughs> so he throws this body off of the bridge, and that's where we put it together that this body that was hit in the first scene was this body. Of course. Well, I mean, you, I kind of knew when the head was all caved in. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're super dumb. Yeah. Which it's, sometimes they think viewers are. Yeah. This, but you got to see the body get tossed. This spells it out, right? I thought I saw a guy tossing the body for... Like at the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. it didn't look like someone who was jumping. It yeah. didn't look like a live body. Oh, 100%. And during this time as well, you know, he's getting situated about to throw this body off the bridge. And the dog is with him the whole time. 
Yes, the dog is is with him, and the dog is now on the hood of the car eating a donut off of it <laughs> as he's throwing this body off of this bridge. Yeah, because those guys are throwing the donuts all over. Yeah. So then we have a cut to a new characters, right? Oh, it's the next vignette. Yeah. Then we, we come in to who, Duffy mm-hmm. talking to Buzzy. Well, Duffy's got, uh, he, he gets introduced in his whip in the Camaro. Yeah. Yeah, that's an integral part of his character is the Camaro, which is more of an investment in terms of money than it's worth. He says he like blew all his money on, on the transmission on it. Yeah. So he comes in talking to Buzzy just about how he his girlfriend's pregnant, right? He's She wants to get an abortion. He's got to pay for it. And it costs a lot of money. How much? $500. Oh, my God. That's how could saying. I ever make $500? So he decides that he's going to rob the store that he works at. But not while he's working. Yes. He's got to do it tonight. Yeah, because she needs the money tomorrow kind of situation. So... Buzzy's not taking him seriously, and he's like, no, just tell them that you you got robbed, and, you know. And look, I have a gun. Yeah, it, you won't even be lying. So as he's trying to convince her to give the money, then we're introduced to Rachel Lee Cook's Sherry. Yeah, she appears, and it's like she's, you know, been spoken of throughout the film. Yeah, so she immediately tells Duffy, we need to talk, and then they go into like the cooler where all the drinks are. And she, and she starts a kiss. Yeah, she starts feeling him up and kissing him. And then all of a sudden, Buzzy, who now has the gun that Duffy had because he just left, left it laying by because the counter. This scene has been mostly focused on Buzzy, even though it started with uh, it started with Duffy. It's yeah. all about Buzzy. She's playing with the gun the whole time. She drops the gun. Exactly. She puts yeah. all the bullets back in. Duffy leaves the gun by the cash register as soon as he sees Sherry. So Buzzy starts playing with his gun, just dropping shit and fucking around. And she ends up shooting into the drink cooler that they're in. And just like fucking shit up, and well, she did it on accident. Yes, one hundred percent. When you say accident. fucking shit up, it sounds like she's doing it purposefully. Well, I guess, but she still shot a bullet through a drink cooler, breaking the glass and fucking everything up. And she doesn't realize how that actually solves the problem and makes it like more like okay, now we got to have the fake robbery. That one hundred percent solves the problem, but. After this happens, Duffy's like, Sherry, get the fuck out of here. If there's a gun, I don't want you to be around kind of situation. And then Duffy is pressured by Buzzy to shoot her because she wants it to look real. Yeah, and these vignettes just go on longer and longer. Like this one is easily at the point where all the other ones have ended thus far. And it just keeps going. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you've got to shoot me to make it look real. And he's like, no, it looks real. (laughs) There's... We, the There's cooler shot hole, up, yeah. you know? It yeah. looks real. And he's like, no, just shoot me in the arm, just shoot me in the arm kind of thing, you know? So now it's been like a few minutes between the first gunshot and when the second one's going to go off. Yeah, just fucking psyching up, psyching up, psyching up, and then all of a sudden he does it. He shoots her in the arm. And uh, then she starts freaking out because it hurts. And he's like, what did you expect would happen? You asked me to shoot you. So he helps her like bandage it up instead of leaving with the money. Yeah. But then he gets that he gets out of there with the money, right? Sure, yeah. He realizes that his keys were in his jacket that he loaned to 
uh, Sherry as she left, but then she left the keys in the car. He's like, fuck yeah, babe. Then he is driving and then all of a sudden just like happens upon her, tells her, like yells out the window like, hey, I got the money, you know. And uh, then she's like, my car won't start. So as he pulls the jumper cables out of his car and starts like getting ready to drive over to hers, she's walking across the street, texting on her phone. And that's when she gets hit by that minivan before. I don't think she was texting. Or she was calling. I don't know what she was doing. She was getting called. I don't know if a phone could text message that year. I don't know. But she was looking at her phone. As it happened. Classic. Yeah, classic. Just facing her screens and not, you know, heads up. But, yeah, so she gets hit by the car, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then, then we see this scene play out from their point of view. Uh, yeah, with Duffy running over with his gun uh-huh. and then shooting at the minivan. And it seems very sad. His pregnant girlfriend is just dead there on the ground. Yeah. And he's very bummed out when the cops show up and he just lets them take him. Yeah. And who is it? Who's the cop? Clark Craig. <laughs> Again. Yeah, Clark Craig's the cop. He's the only cop in town. And he, as he, like, so he's got Duffy in the back of the car. The ambulance pulls up to attend to the situation, the hit and run situation. And then we see that Buzzy is now in the back of the ambulance because she's been shot. And the cops starting to put two and two together. Like, hey, I know you worked at that place that you were at. Oh, and the five hundred dollars. I uh, can see it right there. Yeah, and it's in her hands. Like, yeah, no, you're may- maybe this girl that's been shot is also in on it kind of situation. Yeah, she's a crime person. Put her in the crime car, not yeah. the fucking ambulance car. So he takes her out of the ambulance and puts her into the police car, and then we have another hard cut, and it's just like a pan up. Starting at uh, Rachel Lee Cook's feet to her face while lying in bed. And she's talking on the phone to one of her friends. And we find out that Rachel Lee Cook has two boyfriends. Whoa. One is Duffy. And two is this guy named Aaron who we haven't met yet. Yeah. But as she's getting ready to leave because she is talking on the phone with her friend. She says that she's going to tell both of them that she's pregnant and get the abortion money from each of them, have a little bit of extra kind of situation after the fact. And, uh, you know, that'll be that. So uh, she's getting ready to leave, and she's telling Swayze, like, hey, because Swayze's her dad, my I don't have my car keys or something like that, you know, like I'm not seeing Aaron... We're just going to go talk and hang out and blah, blah, blah. And then she leaves. So now we're introduced to Aaron. The worst boyfriend ever. He's the worst boyfriend ever. He comes he comes in just playing a bunch of loud music, just honking his horn, you know. He thinks it's cool that she's pregnant so that they can fuck. Yeah, without condoms on. And uh, then they decide to take a walk. To the cemetery. Because she doesn't want to fuck in the car. Because it's too small. And he can't come in the house because dad's home. I guess it's the the Camry, right? Is that the car that they were driving? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too small to fuck in there. So they go to the, door. They go to the, the cemetery, right? And so they start fucking right next to this, this tombstone that has this angel on it. And, you know, as kids do, not paying attention... This tombstone starts wiggling, and then all of a sudden, you notice the head of the angel start to fall forward. And then all of a sudden, 
It's not really all of a sudden. It's not all of a sudden. It's, it's pretty gradual. A, yeah, it's kind of like really a lot of tension. Yeah. You don't want to see that. Yeah. And uh, and it falls on her. It falls on his head. And then Rachel Lee Cook says the best line in the movie. Oh, did you come? And she looks down, and it's he's just dead. An, he's just dead. He's very dead with the thing like embedded in his face. Um. Yeah. But did he? Do you think he did? I don't know. You know, when when you die, they say that your body releases just everything, everything, all at once. Um. So that's the spectacular. So maybe maybe he did. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> These horny teens out here. These horny teens out here. So. She's a very horny teen. Oh, she yeah, she's is she seems to to be all about the fucking. Like and she tries to put up resistance with Aaron when he's like, "Oh, we gotta fuck," and she kind of just does it perfunctory. She doesn't seem like she really believes it. I don't know. I feel like she wanted to. At first, I was thinking this was like a feminist movie because you know it's at least talking about abortion. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, but then when she started being such a horny teen, I was like, well, I mean, I'm not sure if this is, I don't know. Like she seems to be being manipulative with her sexuality as a horny teen. Yes. So, so I don't a- think it's feminist. After Aaron has now died, having had his head squished, she starts freaking the fuck out, right? Mm-hmm. Immediately calls her girlfriend and goes, oh my gosh, Duffy just saw us. I think he's pissed. He's gonna fuck us up, kind of situation, you know. So she big starts, lie. yeah, big old lies. She starts freaking out. Doesn't know really what to do. So she runs back to her house, grabs some rubber gloves, but she doesn't have her keys. Yeah. So she's she goes, Dad, Dad, I need to borrow your keys, kind of situation. So he's like, No problem, sweetheart. To the Honda. Yeah. So gets the keys to the Honda. The Honda is unreliable. Mm-hmm. It keeps just not wanting to start, not wanting to start, right? It's got like a bad battery or an alternator or something. So she takes this Honda to the uh, to the Quick Mart, you know, or whatever, and finds Duffy and Buzzy there. And that's when they go into the cooler and start kissing. Her goal she- is to get the bowling ball, though. She wants Duffy's engraved bowling ball. Yeah, that's in the back of his car. Right. So she's trying to get the keys to the car, which is why she's feeling him up. Yeah. So she gets his jacket, gets the keys, goes into his car, gets the bowling ball, realizes her car needs a jump, goes and jumps her car, takes her car, then back to where she could access the cemetery to remove the head of the angel and then replace it with Buzzy's bowling ball. Duffy's. Duffy's bowling ball. Hell yeah, she's going to do that, but there's no body there. But yeah, when she gets there, she, there, she finds there's no body. And so she's like, fuck, okay. Leaves so she, the bowling ball. Yeah, le- just leaves the bowling ball. And then starts walking back to her car, starts freaking out. And then we get the shot from her just seeing a car pull up behind her and go, hey, I got the money. And he looks like such an idiot throwing the money out the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. So we see Rachel. We could get out of the car, start walking across the street, and then look at her phone. 
And then she gets annihilated and the movie ends. Yeah. And then it just it zooms out on her phone and it says 11.14 and that's the end of the movie. Yep. And while we're fi- doing this, right, this last phone call was the most interesting phone call of the movie. We find out she's talking to, what's his name? Jack. From the beginning. From the beginning. From the beginning. She's got a third boyfriend. And he's like, oh, did you get the money? Did, oh, do they know that you're not pregnant? Yeah. So she was fleecing two guys for a total of $1,000. What was she going to do with it? Run away with Jack? Why? Go have a weekend with Jack? Like, her dad doesn't know about Jack, clearly. It, like, her parents don't know about Jack. Correct. Because, like, they don't recognize him. Yeah. When they met him, they didn't know who he was. Okay. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. I loved it. Yeah. It was pretty good. Like, I, I had, it was so many twists and turns. It was outrageous. I liked that um, this this crashed crash was better than the last crash we watched. That's for sure. When it got to, I think it was the. I, I think it was the Rachel Lee Cook of it all that saved it for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. When she appeared, it's like saving grace. Everything else was like, what is happening? And then she appears and it's like, oh, it's like a whole different movie than I thought it was. It's yeah. like a horny teens movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've had. I've had crushes on Hilary Swank and Rachel Lee Cook for as long as I can remember, and they were both amazing in this. And I don't know how I haven't heard about this movie before now. Yeah, what a decision that Duffy has to make, you know? Like, he clearly has, like, a very close friendship with Buzzy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he of course he's, he's going to fuck Sherry. Look at her. I also like that this movie is an exercise in adults playing teens. That's fun, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> I I think that the Duffy Buzzy relationship was even more complicated when he well before anything really happens with the situation, he pulls out the gun and kind of threatens Buzzy a little bit with it, like, "Hey, you don't, you know, I'm gonna have to take this money." She's like, "What? You gonna shoot me?" Yeah, and then she asks if she would, if he would shoot Sherry. For her, making me feel that maybe Buzzy has feelings for Duffy. Well, yeah, they have feelings for each other. They reference she referenced that previous summer. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I what I don't a difficult kn- position to be in. You know, you're a small town guy. You drive a shitty Camaro. Yeah. You know, and, these two gals like you. Yeah, and Rachel Lee Cook just wants to to take your money. For a fake abortion. For a fake abortion. And it's like clearly a small town. They all know each other or like have mutual acquaintances. Uh It's not like Crash in that way. Correct. Crash is very much about how when you live in a big city, everyone's so disconnected that you just want to crash into somebody. But this is like, oh, sometimes just, you know, things go bad when you're fucking too many people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is that the is that the 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 moral of the story? I think so, but then the, like the needle drop at the end, it's uh you know like the first the boots, uh these boots are gonna keep on walking or whatever. These boots are made for walking. Oh, whatever they do. But it wasn't the original; it was a cover. And then it switches to another song where uh the the lyrics. I don't know the song, but it's talking about like getting molested by your uncle and shit. 
What? Yeah, dude, I swear to God, right after the boots needle drop, it, it, that was the next one during the credits. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So, I don't know. I, I was give, It was giving me big Twin Peaks vibes. This yeah. girl's got like, she's tied up in some shit, you know? Her dad is acting like uh, he is, has control over the situation by telling her who to date and who not to date. Her mom seems like a very nice Midwestern lady. And everything's just like going bad for her because she's too independent. Like, I'm not sure what the movie's trying to say. I found the song that you're talking about. It's called All American Girl and it's performed by Angry Johnny and the Killbillies. I'm trying to find the lyrics right now. It was pretty punk rock, man. Yeah. There. Okay, so I guess that's a good point at which uh, we should just talk about the soundtrack in general. Did you have any thoughts about the soundtrack? I liked it. Uh, another point of Twin Peaks vibes, all the, like, just jazz drums. All right, All American Girl by Angry Johnny and the Killbillies. It states, Neglected by your mama, abandoned by your dad, molested by your uncle. Girl, your story's really sad. You had eating disorders. You got skinny. You got fat. Watch your older brother decapitate your cat. You're a all-American, all-American girl. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's what this movie is about, right? I don't know, man. This is... Yeah, you were acting is, like I was crazy, but I was listening. This is such a long song. Yeah, and it's it, all sad. You got a fake ID when you were just 16, discovered rock and roll, became a backstage groupie queen. This that's is what I'm sad saying. Song. I think that uh, Twin Peaks treats it uh, more elegantly uh, than that song does. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, that kind of reinforced those vibes for me as well. Like, all these people just kind of got into some weirdness over their head. Mm -hmm. Like, Clark Gregg interacting with the severed penis. He had no idea what to make of it. He just screamed, there's a human penis over there. Because he's, like, looking at he's looking Duffy? at the bowling ball guy. And, Duffy? Yeah, he's looking at Duffy. And he's like, what's this human penis all about? I don't, I explain the human penis to me. And he's mm -hmm. like, what do you mean, human penis? Because he doesn't know anything about it. And that was like a fun button on the end of like a really sad scene, you know? Like yes. Duffy's girlfriend just got annihilated in front of him. And like you're feeling it all. You don't know that she's bad yet. So you're just feeling all fucked up for him. Yeah. Clark Gregg's like, what's up with this dick? <laughs> <laughs> There's a human penis by the end, of, by the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. I mean enjoyable movie all around like it really was a dark comedy i most things that build themselves as such really have no choice but to do anything else but sometimes it doesn't stick you know the comedy doesn't stick the landing i i think it was very good like it was very of its time and uh i think i think it was i think it, was, it wasn't shitty you know yeah, it, it wasn't shitty. It wasn't like the the characters weren't like malicious and shitty and racist or anything like that. And they weren't dumb either. Jack was the dumbest guy of all at the very beginning, and it turns out that he was the mastermind of the whole plot. I guess. I guess that doesn't make him dumb. I know. At one point, I thought that he was like the least culpable person. Remember when I said it? I'm like, oh, yeah. remember that guy from the beginning? Yeah, he was just driving a car and then drunk. Yeah, and then he got a like, body thrown on him. 
But uh, and then reacted like a drunk person would who was panicking. Yeah, which is you know, who's to say? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you shouldn't drive drunk. No, you shouldn't put a body in your trunk. But you know, like he didn't put himself in the situation of having the body thrown on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I guess w- being drunk was the reason that he was worried about it, though. Cause, oh, because he didn't have a license. Yeah, he did not have his license on him. So even if he were to report what just happened to him, it would be a problem for him. Yeah, because he'd been arrested previously for drinking and driving, so that was what made the, the officer be like, no, we have to do the sobriety test immediately. That's also what made Sherry like him so much. She was like, oh, look at how good he is at drinking and driving. I don't think that's why she liked him so much. It's very attractive. Young women like that. I guess. I guess. So, Joshua, what do you? who do you think this movie's for? I don't know, man. Uh, people who like that those jazz drums I was talking about. Dude, I think this movie's for me. Yeah. I, I like this a lot. I mean, Swayze really classed up the joint. Mm-hmm. I mean, who do you think it's for? Yeah, it's for anybody, man. I really, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's really... It's kind of like four rooms. Really easily enjoyable. It's it is funny enough uh, that the graphic things aren't as graphic as you'd expect. You know, if you're planning on turning the movie off around the time that the guy's dick gets cut off, don't. Just keep watching. Yeah. It'll get better. Yeah, it does get better. It's uh, it's fun. I'd suggest it to just about anyone. Yep, me too. Josh, do you think it's time to rate it on the Swayze scale? Yeah, let's rate it on the Swayze scale. What do you think? You've done your tally. I've done some tallying, and it looks like it's a pretty low score, my man. Yeah? I've got uh, no butts. No butts. Um, how about a weird vehicle? Do you think any of those vehicles were particularly strange? I don't think they were necessarily strange, but I did like that little, the little blue minivan. Dude, I love the van. The van was so cool. Yeah. It was like a van. It was not a minivan. It was not a minivan? Excuse me. I'm sorry. It was sorry. like a passenger van, dog. They had like a bench in the back and shit. Yeah, yeah. That was a weird vehicle. A okay, so facing seat. So we'll give, it a, we'll give it a thumbs up on that one. All right. How about romance? Do you think it was a romantic movie? There was some fucking. There was some fucking, but it's not romantic. Hey, you're right. You know? Like, uh, like... I don't know. There was some. There's some romance going on, but it was very one-sided. It turns out. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd give that one like a half. Yeah, and there's definitely some masculinity going on because oh. the abortion needs to get handled. Yeah. Um. You know, there's some dadliness in there. There was some guns. There was guns for sure, but there was uh, no like fights. There was no horses. Um, I had feminism. I had a check mark next to that, but I'm going to go ahead and get rid of that because I don't think it was. We had a potential butt, but not really a butt. Uh, no dancing. No dancing. Would you call it a road trip movie? I would not. Because it all took place in the same small town. No, I would not count it, but I do give the, the I would give it a plus for a severed penis. There's nothing like a removed body part to oh, put okay. Any to bump it up. Part. Okay, yeah, for the violence. Yeah, and there is some class stuff. Like it is mostly about them being poor. Yeah, um, yeah, because they can't afford a five hundred dollar abortion. Yeah, um, all their cars are shitty. Literally, all the cars are shitty. Every car in this movie is shitty, and I love that. Mm-hmm. It looks like they just pulled random cars off the street. Like they weren't trying to get any appropriate cars or whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sounds about right. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not comfortable giving it more than like a five on the Swayze scale. Swayze scale. No, I, I mean to say. Yeah, I think a five is is the right spot to place it because, like you said, it's, it's missing some, some big cornerstones. There's no America in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know? Except for to say that, like, the American emergency systems are overworked because they only have the one ambulance. And, and the one police the officer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know, ACAB. Yes. They finally... Uh, 100%. They fi- Oh, uh... We didn't even do Fashion Corner. No, we didn't. I had just two notes. Uh, Hit me with it. Legalized crime. The guy whose dick got cut off. That's what his shirt said. Yes, I liked that shirt. Legalized crime. I liked that shirt. Um, oh, and dad vibes. That's it. I already mentioned that. Yeah, I, I'd say Swayze was a rad dad. Rad dad, yeah. 100%. And the only dad in the movie. Yeah, he was the raddest of everyone, obviously. Because not only was he like... Hey, I want to be protective of my children and my family and stuff like that. He's going to cover up his daughter's murder. Yeah, but he was like, this is this this shit bag that's been coming around and hitting my my daughter. Obviously he's dead. I'm going to I'm going to eliminate this body real quick. Yeah, it makes sense why she'd stick with him if he was hitting her. She just needed that 500 bucks. Yeah. And that dick. I guess. I guess. Uh, so that was two in one fashion corner, rad dads. Hell yeah. <laughs> Knocking them all out, baby. Josh, how do you feel about this movie? Uh, I gave it three out of five stars. Yeah? Yes. Dude, I was thinking about giving it three and a half out of five stars. Yeah, it's, maybe, dude. I, now that we've had some more time to talk about it and how kind of tight it is. I, I was just thinking, like, it, the timing... It is really off-putting to me. The fact that Swayze in uh, 20 minutes ate a sandwich, took his dog on a walk, found a dead body, uh, got the body in the trunk, locked the keys in the trunk, uh, broke a window to get into the trunk, got the car going, uh, took the body to a bridge and threw it off the bridge in 20 minutes. I don't know. That seems like a lot. Like you really <laughs> fucking moving. Like you really was determined. I mean, maybe it's possible. I'm also not saying, like, this is all within probably 12 blocks. And uh, his daughter has, like, in 10 minutes, she walks out of the house, fucks her boyfriend, he dies. I'm sorry, she talks to him outside his car, goes to the cemetery, fucks him, he dies. She starts to try to dispose of the body, right? Or no, She goes to the store to get the other boyfriend's shit. Shit, yeah. And then... Come back to dispose of the body. All of this happens within three miles. It has to. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's less than that, I think. Like, literally, the cemetery is, like, right around the corner from her house. And I think the store is as well. Because she drove right to the store, and then she left the store, and it only took a couple seconds. She parked right by the cemetery. Yeah. It all has to be within, like, all right, I, I think 10 miles is too far. Oh, way too far. I was thinking within a square mile. Like, this is a couple blocks. Like, this is their whole town is what I was thinking. I'd, I'd say I'd say within five miles. Sure. 
just enough to keep that that cop like running around. You oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. He seemed irritated. You know, just just they're not all right next to each other, but they're still close enough that like, hey, we got three calls. Hit them all. It occurs to me that I didn't um, announce what the Swayze scale rating was out of. You know, it was five out of ten, something or others. Did you have? Did you have any input? Um, flesh wounds. Nice. Let's do flesh wounds. Severed penises. <laughs> Severed penises. Why didn't we? Yes. That, no question. That's it. Five out of ten severed penises on yes. the Swayze scale. Well, I think that covers everything, doesn't it? Dude, I, yeah. I'm going to watch this one again. Yeah, I'll show this to somebody. Like, I, like I said. Why do you think it didn't go to the theater? Because the severed penis? Did we ever know. see the severed penis? Yes. Yes, we do. It looked like it was covered in gravel. It looked gray. Yes. Yes. I understand why they didn't find it because it did not look like a penis I would expect. Yeah, it was only like 10 minutes later. I don't think it would already be all gray and shriveled. Um, Unless it was looked like that beforehand, dude. Maybe it I, did. Yeah. Who knows? Penises look like different things all the time. I feel like you should have opened up the door to piss out of it. I don't think they should have been pissing out of a moving car. Yeah, I think he should have used one of those bottles to piss in, right? You know, I hear all these stories from people going on tour about peeing and pooping out of cars, right, as they're, as they're moving. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? The look he just gave me was, like, very serious. I'm serious. Very grave. <laughs> what no. are you doing? No, I'm, I'm fucking serious because, like, I just hear all these stories because as a person who's gone on tour, I've never been in a situation, even with a bad stomach and food allergies, that I'm like, I have to shit right this fucking moment. Yeah, yeah. Like. Me neither. I pull it together. Yeah. And I wait until I get to a bathroom or to I've never stop. had to shit in a car. Sometimes you got to piss in a bottle. It happens. Yeah, I guess I get that. But I mean, like. Out of the car. Never. 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 Like, what are you doing? We're prudes. Stop. I think that's the problem. We're prudes. I, dude, if someone, that's just, it's too much. Too much. Like, if you got to throw up, like, all right, you, you're, you're out, you're out drinking with everybody. You got to throw up. If someone throws up outside the fucking car window, that I understand. Oh, so what you're saying is you side with Colin Hanks, the murderer. Yes. The vehicular yes. manslaughter. I side with Colin Hanks, the murderer. The vehicular manslaughterist, at least. Uh, Reckless driving. Do yeah. You get it knocked down to? Yeah. So if anyone knows me, or not needs to know from now on, Vince Troya is firmly in the no peeing or pooping while the car is moving. Outside of the car. Outside of the car, especially. But you're saying yeah. inside the car is negotiable. I mean, like, not as much. I don't really want... I'll just pull over, man. Just, like, let me know. All but right. you, But you gotta know, it's the driver decides when it's time to pee. Yeah, Colin Hanks did told him no. Yeah. So it's, it's his own fault. I mean, because no. they, did, they did have the argument. I mean, the one guy was dying and Colin Hanks is driving the car, but, you know, who's to blame? You're saying the guy who pisses out of the side of the car is to blame, not the guy who freaks out about it and then abandons the uh, motor vehicle that he's operating. 
Well, the first thing I would have done if I was Colin Hanks and someone was to begin peeing out of my car. Pull over immediately. I would have pulled over and then pulled them out of the car and probably beat the shit out of them. Oh, don't beat the shit out of your friends. That's not nice. They're already pissing. You're beating the piss out of them. (laughs) Like, it's not a chill thing to do. Yeah, well. Kids, don't pee out of your friend's car while it's moving. Wait till it stops. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to endorse that necessarily, but I understand where you're coming from. I think it's really irresponsible, and look at what happened, man. The guy lost his dick over it. You want to lose your dick? Oh, I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just saying that I'm not going to condemn somebody who does that. Yeah. Necessarily. I may condemn them if I choose to. If you pee out of a moving car, your dick will be cut off. Okay, I mean that. Yeah, that constant actions have. When will you understand that your actions have consequences? <laughs> when will you learn? <laughs> All right, Josh, I feel like that's enough dick talk for for at least a little bit. Oh man, this movie had dong. Yeah, it did. It's getting <laughs> added to my list. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's getting added to the list. All right, if you want to know more about this, check out that dude's dog list of mine. You can find Josh or I on Letterboxd. Okay. Where? You're at Josh with CY. Me? I'm at Vincent Troya. You can find us on all the social media at SwayzePod. You can email us SwayzePod at gmail.com. And before we say goodbye... Do you want to get into some technical stuff? <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. We've got some ratings here. Letterbox has it at 3.3 out of 5. IMDb has 7.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes at 92% with an audience score of 76. Amazon has it at 4.6 out of 5. 73% 5 star. 3% 1 star. This had a budget of $6 million. And it made three million eight hundred and ten thousand seven hundred and ninety-two worldwide gross. And it probably didn't get released at theaters. That's kind of what I'm feeling. Now, Josh, Ebert didn't watch this movie. Mm. What do you think Ebert thought about of it? Man, I hadn't thought about it at all. Give me one moment. All right, come on, Ebert. Let us know what you think. I was thinking. This is a sloppy Rashomon. Uh, Hillary Swank deserves an Academy Award. Who's this Swayze guy, and why is he so old? Hillary Swank has an Academy Award. In the year 2003? I think not. Either way, one no, and one and half stars. Wait, no, I think she did. When did Million Dollar Baby come out? That's the one, right? Didn't she win one for Boys Don't Cry? I don't know that movie. Whatever the case, Million Dollar Baby came out in 2004. Yeah, which is the next year. Uh, <laughs> anyways, she deserves an Academy Award. I oh. think she deserves a few. One and one half stars. Hilary Swank won an Oscar for Best Actress in Leading Role for Boys Don't Cry in 2000. Hell yeah. Is that a movie where she plays a, a, a transgender woman? Yes, she does. Mm. Cool. It's 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 heavy. I don't know if I would recommend that movie. I it's it's 
It's one of those ones that are very, very good, but because of the hyper violence in it, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can recommend it to anyone. Mm, I understand that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if it's ever a situation where you're you're going to be watching Boys Don't Cry, be prepared for some hyper violence. Hell yeah, I didn't know that. But, yeah. but, but Boys Don't Cry. No. That's... Make me sad thinking about it, man. Oh man, hyperviolence is sad. Uh, don't do a violence on anyone that you know or don't know. If you need to watch a Hillary Swank movie, you should watch uh, the next Karate Kid. Hell yeah, why not, dude? I love the next Karate Kid. I think I've watched it more than I've watched the Karate Kid Part Two. Is that Part Three? No, it's Part Four technically. I've never seen it. Karate Kid part or next Karate Kid? Yeah. Oh, it's great. We can watch it. I'll, I'd be more than happy to. I think we watched the second one. We did. I haven't watched the first one. You haven't seen the first one. <laughs> the second one's got the song though. When they go to Japan, it's awesome. It was pretty awesome. We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy 